Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And we have a special guest with us today, my little brother, Alex. Hi. <laughs> so, if you're listening to us at the moment, we're not doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We are doing a movie podcast, which is called Eddie. You're watching that again? You're watching that again. These are movies that we've watched several times. We're watching them again to review, to reminisce. Well, to also try to work out why we have watched these movies over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're doing our... They're, they're our favourite movies, and we're just trying to work out why are they our favourite movies. And why are we watching them again? So in this tent today, we're doing Police Academy. So Jared has actually picked I these picked movies. Uh, well, this movie today, I'm going to let him probably pick the next few because I have put him through three seasons of Buffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have. So this is Jared's Revenge. This is my one. This is Jared's Revenge. <laughs> Police Academy, 1984, starring Steve Guttenberg, Kim Cattrall, Bubba Smith, George Gaines, and the great Michael Winslow, uh, written by Neil Israel, Pat Prophet, and directed by Hugh Wilson. So, uh, uh, just warning, this is a full spoiler podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, please come back when you have. Yeah. So stop this podcast now and go watch the film and come back. Yes. Right, so uh, Alex, uh, you're a new guest. Uh, so you watching uh, Police Academy? So I'm sure you've seen it before, <laughs> like us, plenty of times. Uh, where are we going to start with this? What's uh, what are we going to uh, say? What, what's your what's your connection to the movie? Like, yeah, Alex, can you remember the first time you watched it? So this one, I think I first watched it when we got the DVD box set, and I never understood why I never watched it before that so that was probably about 2003 really 14 yeah wow that like um so i'm yeah so we used to have the we still got them the v not the vcds the laser discs because we had number two and number three so obviously watch them multiple times every week but you know whenever we're down the beach house we'd probably watch them all summer yeah yeah i guess when i first watched this we would have been about 2000, 2003 or something. Mm, wow. And when I watched it, yeah, I don't think I'd ever seen it. Like, I don't remember anything from it. And I think looking at it, it was just a little bit less family friendly compared to two and three. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it makes yeah. sense why you probably didn't have it on DVD or something. Well, yeah. Or Laserdisc. Well, for me, uh, we had it on VHS. I think my older brother had recorded it from the TV. So yeah. it, it was a recorded version with some of the ads. So I think they were pretty good at cutting the ads out. So that was the version I only ever had uh, on, on a VHS ripped off the TV. Yeah, so I think I first watched this off the TV and it was definitely the version that had cut out all the nudity and <laughs> had bleeped out all, this, all the <laughs> some of the racial and homophobic Yeah, slurs. there were a few, especially the racial ones. Yeah, 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 I noticed that. Uh, yeah, so it was a very, and it was only years later, I think I saw the, the full version. I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> this part of the movie. Mm, yeah. um, like when the girls are dancing naked in the fire. No, like, I've always remembered that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the version I had definitely did not have that scene in it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So. And there's probably a couple of gay jokes in there. Oh, yeah, there's, there's I, more than a few. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, we'll get it. We'll get into that. What we'll do first, we'll uh, do a synopsis of the movie and then we'll get summary, back into a Jared, summary of the movie. You're doing it again. Oh, God. 
We'll do the summary and then we'll get back to that. So, due to a shortage of police officers, the mayor of the city requires the police department to accept all recruits. Easygoing Kerry Mahoney, who has repeatedly got in trouble, is given a choice by police captain Reed, enroll in the police academy or go to jail. Mahoney agrees to the former, but plans to be such a bad student that he gets expelled. Lieutenant Harris makes their lives miserable, though Commandant Eric Lassard wants to give the new recruits a chance. Harris appoints Copeland and Blanks as squad leaders to help him. Lassard reveals to Mahoney his deal with Captain Reed to keep him at the police academy for the full term. Mahoney falls in love with Cadet Karen Thompson and befriends fellow cadet Laval Jones, a human beatbox, ladies man George Martin, gun-obsessed security guard Eugene Tackleberry, cowardly man Leslie Barbara, accident-prone Douglas Fackler, and gentle giant Moses Hightower. Blanks and Copeland investigate a party organised by Mahoney, but are tricked into believing that it is at a place called the Blue Oyster Bar. The pair retaliate by planting a prostitute in Mahoney's dormitory to be found during room checks. Mahoney is forced to hide her under a podium as Commandant Lassard leads in a group of officers. While Mahoney is not looking, the prostitute performs fellatio on Lazard. Mahoney steps out from under the lectern but finds Lazard still present, leading Lazard to assume Mahoney did it. Hightower reveals to Mahoney that he has not driven a car since he was 12. To help Hightower prepare for a driving test, they steal Copeland's car. After Hightower passes the test, Copeland racially insults Hooks for an accident. Hightower, angered by the insult, overturns the car with Copeland inside. Harris ejects Hightower from the academy, upsetting the other cadets. Blanks and Copeland fail to trick Mahoney into fighting them after they find Copeland's car destroyed. Barbara stands up for Mahoney and knocks Copeland out with a lunch tray. Blanks retaliates and Mahoney becomes involved in a brawl. Mahoney takes the blame to protect Barbara standing and is expelled. While downtown, Vakla throws an apple out of a police car which hits a man on the back of the head this triggers a chain of events of violence that quickly escalates into a general riot. Mahoney, just about to leave, instead joins the other cadets to pacify the crowd. The cadets are accidentally transported to the epicenter of the rioting, and one criminal steals Blanks and Copeland's revolvers, whereupon the two hide out in the Blue Oyster Bar. A rioter gang captures Harris, with the group leader taking him as a hostage. Mahoney attempts to rescue Harris, but is also taken hostage. Hightower appears, deceives the madman, and knocks him down the set of stairs to be arrested by Hooks. Mahoney and Hightower are both reinstated, and for rescuing Harris and capturing his kidnapper, they receive the Academy's highest commendation and medals. The film ends with all cadets graduating. The end. Uh, so that was the summary. Um, so look, we'll go over to Eddie. So Jared, I just want to ask you something. Yes. Is this movie actually any good? I think it is. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it's, I would say it's good. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? Is this movie actually any good or does it just hold like a bit of a nostalgic place in your heart? I think, yeah, if you've watch those movies from that era, 
you'll enjoy it because yeah, you it brings back those memories and at the time of watching it. If it was probably released in nowadays, maybe I guess that kind of humour's they just uh, not as not as funny, I guess. But yeah, they they just don't make movies like this anymore. You know, it's it was part of you know the tits and ass comedies of the early eighties, yeah, yeah. like Porky's. Mm. Revenge of the Nerds, Animal House, Bachelor you know, Party. Yeah, yeah there, there was a ton of them. You know, yeah. they're, they're the gross out comedies. You know, there's always pranks. There's always the, abs- the faculty sort of always know, some sort sorority of sort of, type sort of, of films, group yeah. living situation. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's always this gratuitous nudity. Mm. You know, there's you know lots the of the dean yeah. or the captain. You know, <laughs> yeah, who's always getting picked on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. And they just the authority figure that's always yeah. And down. they just don't make movies like this anymore because they are so well. This one is incredibly homophobic, and most of them they are homophobic. Phobic. They are racist. They are so <laughs> sexist. Well, okay, you brought up the racist. So we were speaking about that before. So I didn't really notice the racism. I definitely didn't notice the racism the first time I saw this. And I want to bring up one point was the the jigaboo line. So when I first saw this, I didn't didn't know what a jigaboo was. In fact, I thought he said chicken poo. <laughs> I thought he called her a dumb chicken poo, and which kind of threw me out of the film because I didn't know what was going Hightower on. Because Hightower goes Because the way Hightower reacts, I thought maybe he was in love with her or something. Like he he, he loved her, and that's why he come to defend her. I didn't because straight away, as soon as he says that, everyone looks at Hightower and they're like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" shit. <laughs> um, yeah, waiting for his reaction. So I, I didn't sort of understand what was sort of happening. I didn't understand. I've never really heard that uh, term before. I mean, I'm not saying it, I've, no one says it in Australia, but it's definitely not a term that people would throw around. Um, yeah, but then there was the other one when they do uh, it at the start. Yeah, where they're lining up, and out, out of he just <laughs> screams it out. Oh, look at all the spades here! And there's like there's like I black people <laughs> right behind him. <laughs> You know, and then Hightower was like touching him as he says that, like, oh shit, you know. And then on top of that, their car, when you see their car get trashed, it had mm-hmm. the Confederate flag on the plate. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah so they yeah. end up they end up yeah, destroying the his the racist guy's car. <laughs> the racist guy. Um, I will, that's the thing, like you I don't really remember the names of these characters. With Copeland and Blanks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like the the racist guy and the jock guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, like uh, you barely sort of you know, and it's the girl with the quiet voice. Mm. It's the the gun nut guy. Yeah. It's the you know, the um the bumbling loser guy that causes you know. Oh, the accident prone guy. Yeah, the yeah. accident prone. Yeah. Guy. And then you got the other guy, Barbara, who's like the dweeb guy, gets picked on by everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, you know, you and there's you there's the guy, the guy that does the funny voices. Yeah, yeah sorry, can't forget him. Yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, when you mentioned um about like when they first get to the academy, and then I think it's is it Copeland? You know, when he yeah. goes, sure, a lot of speeds around here." Like when he says that, you're like, "Oh my god!" And then tight when Hightower touches him, <laughs> he obviously looks at him and shits himself, and he's like, "Which is the." Good thing. Like he's, <laughs> he just realised what he said just dug his own grave or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. Like to like there are a lot of racial slurs thrown in this uh, film, but they, they don't ever go for the hard N word in in yeah, in it. But yeah. but I mean, it's still oh, you, it's still a racial slur. Yeah, you know, they're putting, you, they're, they're putting yeah they're putting black people down like yeah you would like not they're not a person or something. It's just, mm. 
you would not get away with using the term spades in a movie made today. Like yeah, well, it, it depends on the context, I think. But uh, in Ooh. in a comedy film that this is meant to be a, a light-hearted sort of comedy, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, as you're saying before, they don't make movies like this. They don't make comedies anymore. F- full stop. I mean, if you notice, oh, all they're the normally films, they're, they're straight to Netflix ones that they straight still to ne- make. yeah. There's no big blockbuster, or they're they're a, an old IP they're digging up from 30 years ago, mm. making a sequel of. Like they don't just make a new. Com- I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they do make new comedies, but they don't seem to get as much attention. So all our comedy has to come from the Marvel films, where they're just all all their jokes are just making fun of people's names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know the movie of this movie. Like the movie plot. Well, well, the plot for this movie is just paper thin. Yeah. Like. Well, interesting. The the director. Uh, Hugh Wilson uh, apparently got inspired uh, by um, when he was making another film and some, there was some situation going on and they had to get all these other policemen into monitor the situation. They had all these cadets come in and he noticed how all, all the people were all different creeds and, and pretty incompetent as well. <laughs> and one of the the, uh, the senior police mentioned, oh, they're just recruits or half of them aren't going to make it, you know, because half of them are crap. And he thought, well, what if half of them did make it? Wouldn't that be a f- funny film? And that was the idea. It came from that. Okay. Uh, and actually, uh, the director made a cameo too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What was his cameo? Uh, his cameo was the guy that got re-rendered by Hightower. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Which is a funny scene. Hey, you dumb shit! And he sticked his head in the car. <laughs> Just Hightower's yeah. face. Backs out. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, just how, yeah, it's all just based off incompetence though, isn't it? It's, mm. um, you know, well, I do think what makes this movie is the characters. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, though I have, you know, they, they're shortened down to, you know, the accident-prone guy, the guy that does the, the noises. Yeah. <laughs> like, the gentle giant. But you, But they're quite memorable. They are, and yeah. they all have like quite funny character moments. Yeah, and who is it? The Marion Ramsey who plays Hooks, Hooks. Yes, who's the quiet voiced? Yeah, girl. Uh, apparently, I read that she based her voice off Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when she does the, you know, don't move, dirtbag. The guys who were recording her voice. Yeah. They were so used to her meek voice that that they ended up being super surprised <laughs> and almost losing their hearing because they had it like turned up to. <laughs> they turned the volume up on their mic. Yes. Stop, move that back. Oh. Yeah, they just weren't used to her using her real voice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, did find another fun fact. Yeah. Is that the term tackleberry? <laughs> has become a standard in private in the private security industry to denote an officer who is inordinately fond of firearms and other high-tech equipment. Is that because of the series? Or you're saying, oh, that was prior to that? He was caught, they used that name. Oh, no, this is a term now. Now used. Yeah, oh, yeah. all right. But they, wow, they call okay. someone a tackleberry. Oh, actually, something I noticed too, uh, the scene where uh, they're doing the gun training and the Barbara guy's doing the shooting and he keeps firing his gun and there's a scene where he he turns around and faces the cadets and they all shit themselves and jump to the floor except for tackleberry (laughs) did you notice that because the gun wasn't cocked 
Oh. He's such a gun nut. He knew the gun wasn't cocked and it was it was safe. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a small little... Uh, yeah. I, f- I found that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, should we talk about the Blue Oyster <laughs> The Blue <scene>? Oyster Bar. <laughs> Which becomes a... I don't know. They, they repeat that in all the other yeah, movies. Yeah, and it's don't such a they? good punchline. Like it's that, it's that same scene they do every time when they walk in there, and it's quiet. Yeah, and then bang, that song just kicks in. Yeah, the trumpet sort of intro. And they're all dancing the tango in there. None of this grinding sort of thing or anything like that. They're doing the tango. Yeah, it's the stitch up for, I guess the outcast in the police force or uh yeah it's, it's just become that stitch up when they're trying to get someone to go somewhere or you know yeah or, yeah it's it's it always the work. yeah it's always the trick it's always the person who's giving him a hard time that mm. they need to stitch well, up it, it, it happens accidentally a couple of times too well it happens oh, twice <laughs> yeah 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 well i in um I think I remember in the third one we. Second used, one, I think they walk in like those sweet Chuck runs in there to get away from everyone, and then they start dancing with him. So that's pretty yeah, hard. and then the, then the bullies, then the gang comes in there, and then they just you know start fighting, and but yeah. then then Proctor's like trying to trying to hide, and he accidentally goes in there naked. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Blue Oyster Bar, uh, which was a place. So this is all filmed in Toronto, I believe. Or Ontario, Ontario, Canada. So yeah. I don't think it, the movie's actually based there. It's like generic, generic, well, generic city. They generic never, American city. Yeah, they never <laughs> say the city. It's never, it's never to disclose where they are. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um. Probably the next scene to talk about. Did you understand the lectern scene when you were a kid? No. <laughs> I thought she was like licking, like cleaning his pants. Because I think you see her like lick her fingers first and I thought like she was like just wiping his pants down or something and tickle him, tickling him or something. No, I, mm. I def that one flew over my head as well. What about you, Alex? Oh, you I guess you were old enough to understand that. Yeah, it was like 13, 14. I, I think I knew it was going on. I was like, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, I had no clue what she was. I did not understand it at all when I was a kid. <laughs> Just thought she was tickling him. I didn't actually understand what she was. Like, a, like I'm like, why have they brought this old lady into the, <laughs> into the school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all I've got for talking points, Jared. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we go uh, into questions? Well, the music was written by Robert Falk, who did a lot of music for other films. Um. Most notably, Ace Ventura, he did the score for that. Yeah, right. Some other films. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to bring up, Alex? Anything you want to talk about? Um, I did hear that they were talking of a remake or a reboot. Uh, yeah. Now, th- that's... But yeah, that... That's that, said. Yeah, that's been, um, that's been on the cards for some time. Um, I've seen a, uh, an interview with Michael Winslow talking about this uh, nearly 10 years mm. ago. Saying, "Oh, it's going to happen really soon." Uh, I think um, Peel, Jordan Peel, uh, yeah, was yeah. tied to it at one stage, uh, and that yeah. sounded interesting. Yeah, I don't know if they could really make remake it now. I don't know. It's 
Yeah, I mean, it does fit the category that it is an existing IP. So if they were going to remake, you know, it seems like it would be a film that would re- remake. Uh, I just don't know how it would, you know, it just seems like a genre With, that's long gone. It is now. that it is that thing because of, you know, cancel culture at the moment and the politically correct... Police. Police. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah, because, of, because of the, you know, your political, you know, political correctness, it this just it just wouldn't fly now. You, like you'd have to find a new hook, pretty much as well. Mm. And it, it could probably work without the. I don't know. You still like I don't know. They kind of did it. There were sort of those early, sorry, early two thousands, late nineties comedies. Like you know your Van Wilder, your American Pie. Yeah, they had a resurgence, which didn't had they? a bit of a resurgence at that mm. time. But you know, you could barely get away with those now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like everyone everyone Pi- everyone gets offended by everything yeah. these days. I suppose the American Pie one can't be too bad. I, I can't I can't remember anything that bad with it. But I don't know, maybe the Van Wilder one mightn't I don't know. I can't possibly. Yeah. Uh, oh, Kim Cattrall. Can we talk about Kim Cattrall for a moment? So, oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> wonderful Kim Cattrall. Who well, she's, I feel like... So underutilized. Yeah, very, very underutilized. She's pretty one note in this. They, they do start her off with her being in the car with her mother. And she's like, in she's a very, limo. In a limo. She's very posh. So they, they but have... But they never re... It's never mentioned again. Never yeah. mentioned yeah. again. Yeah. Never follow that up. And she doesn't really have much to do in the film other than just be a trophy i guess yeah, for uh, she's, mahoney too. she's literally the tr- like very generic love interest she doesn't do it she doesn't really have much personality yeah which he usually usually does get a generic love interest I, no, there wasn't one in the second one but uh, the other ones I, I think they're pretty sure there were a generic blonde girl that he was chasing <laughs> yeah um but, you know she's queen of those the those 80s movies yeah she had a pretty well. good run there mannequin um Porky's. <laughs> she has a Lassie. very, she has a very, very memorable Lassie. role in, in uh, Porky's. Yeah. Um, originally born in England too. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. Oh, okay. Did you so, know that, Alex? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they've remade. Well, because you know that they remade the um, this like Sex in the City. They've got a new series coming out, and she is not in it. Right. The others are in it though, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, she's. Probably a little too old to be in it now, I think. The others are too old. Like, they're, and they're too old to be in it. They're too old to do it. it. You know, it was meant to be a show about women in their 30s. Mm, now they're women in their 60s? Yeah. 60s? Yes. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, just... Uh, but people watched the show for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was the star. Definitely. She was the star of the show. Yeah. Who wants to watch Narcissus Carey? Like, hmm. Yeah. The film was the sixth highest grossing film of 1984. Okay. Which is a pretty big competition. I think E.T. came out that year. Yeah. Um, yeah, grossed uh, 82 million that, yeah. that year. So you can see why they're in a hurry to pump out sequels of this one. And they pumped out a and lot they of pumped them. out a lot. Even uh, the animated TV series they made as well. Um, I do remember seeing that. Do you remember seeing that, Alex? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do remember. Yeah, I think it was even... Sweet Chuck was in that one. Yeah, yeah, and the toys were released. I think Harris was the main villain or, you know, antagonist. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think Mauser did make a appearance in that, but I don't think it was the same character. 
It was just a guy, it was just an, a character who came in, they called Mauser, who, who becomes the antagonist in the next two films. Um, Michael Winslow was in it, and, and a live action TV series too. Did you know that? Yeah, I think I did see that one yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, which Michael Winslow was a part of. It's his, it's his thing. He's uh, never too far away from anything that's happening with this show. Well, so. that's the whole thing if they did try to remake. He would ha- he would be in it for like, sure. Yeah, you, he's also a one of a kind. Yeah, like no one does what he does. I'd say even probably Steve Guttenberg will probably come back too if they if they make. He's not doing much these days, so. Yeah, <laughs> but again, he's he's quite old now. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they're all he quite, a spring they're chicken. All quite, yeah. They're all quite old. I now. actually had the uh, pleasure of meeting Michael Winslow a few years ago too. I, I went to one of his shows when he came to Melbourne. Um, but that that was that was quite good. It was all right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He went. Was that the one in in the Arrival? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that was just a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Alex was there too. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, he 2016. 2016? Yeah. Yeah, he did a uh, what can I remember he did? He did his Prince impersonation. He did he did his uh Jimi Hendrix and he did a Star he did Wars. the Star Wars thing, that's right. He did the yeah, like, a, he, he was did a sound over the the uh, video. Yeah, he dubbed over the video of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like the scene where they're getting attacked by the TIE fighters. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so very talented, very talented uh, guy. Um, oh, something else I just wanted to bring up. Is Mahoney saying his name wrong? I don't know. <laughs> is he? Uh, is it meant to be Mah- Mahoney's? Mahoney. I don't know. Is it an accent thing or not? Because we've got Mahani's Road up, uh, up not far from us. Everyone calls it Mahani's Road. Americans are kind of known for pronouncing silent H's sometimes. Like, if you ever heard them say vehicle? <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering, are they doing it with Mahoney? Like, are you not meant to pronounce the H in Mahoney? Is it meant to be Mahani's Road? Mahani's Road? I have no idea. You have no <laughs> Not my place of expertise. No, I think I think they are. I think it's it's well. We're, you're in um anyone that says Mahoney, I think are referring to police academy. But I think the proper pronunciation is Marnie's. So there's no no you don't pronounce the H. Is it like sh- what is it? Cardinet. Cardinet. <laughs> it's French. It's French Cardinet. The H is silent. Uh, now a few of the actors have passed on. And I want to have a quick mention of that. So we've got um, Moses Hightower, played by Bubba Smith, who was an American footballer too. Mm-hmm. Uh, passed away some years ago. Um, uh, Hooks. The, oh, really? Yeah, she passed away only early this year in 20, 2021 in uh, January. Uh, oh. She was in the 70s. Yeah, she passed away. Uh, uh, Lassard. The actor played Lassard only passed away a few years ago. He was like he was like ninety nine years old. Oh, <laughs> I think he just spent his whole career playing the old Dottery man. Yeah, <laughs> which he did really well. It's very, very, very good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, look, these movies. Look, they're not they're not great movies. They're not you know. I kind of feel like they sort of have been forgotten in some ways. I don't feel like there's really much that's sort of said about these moves, movies in um, in some time. I think they've sort of long been forgotten. Uh, Alex, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think a lot of people who know about them generally are probably the, you know, 
people born before the 80s. Yeah. Or if you're sort of like me, we grew up with people who watched them or had them on VHS or Laserdisc. Mm. So, I mean, they are on TV sometimes, but I guess it's sort of got a cult following mm. nowadays. I mean, I don't really hear, you know, apprentices at work talk about it or something because they're mm. sort of like, what? But then when I'm at a boat ramp with the old 550, people see them and go, oh, that's like the jet skis from the police academy movie. So <laughs> that's that connection there yeah. with people in society. And that's usually people who are, you know, 30, 40 plus will remember police academy from that. Yeah. Yeah. Def- definitely anyone built born in this uh, millennia probably have no idea what we're talking about. So I've, seeing these movies i don't think they're in the zeitgeist as much well they kind of did fizzle out in towards the end anyway like the last couple were pretty ordinary the last one especially what was that mission to moscow mission to moscow we will get to that one we're <laughs> definitely going to do that one so by the way yeah. jared jared is making me watch all of these movies again we're going to be doing the podcast on all seven of the police academy movies yes and the tv show we're not doing that <laughs> we're not doing the tv show I've already said that. I'll do the movies. Uh, and then we'll draw out of a hat the movies that we're going to do. Come on. Now hey, just yep. a quick one. Also, sure. that uh, Tackleberry, David Graff, he passed away. Oh, yeah, he passed ago. away. Yeah, sometime, yeah. I think he was probably the... Yeah, I think it was one of the, f- the first to go. Oh, oh and uh, Fackler's wife as well passed away too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think the George Martin guy might have passed away as well. So, not many yeah. of them had not many of them had uh, much careers after that. I'd say Steve Guttenberg was probably the only one, but he didn't do Who a whole lot. Made of, Steve Guttenberg a star. We, we do, we do. <laughs> yeah, he seemed um, seemed more popular in the eighties. He was mm. only he was only really I don't remember much of him. Oh, the the Village People movie he was in. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. in that. Can't stop the music. Yeah, and it's it's a very can I say very homoerotic or very gay. He's riding around in like a in uh, roller skates with like a midriff, I think. Yes. <laughs> and really tight shorts. Yes. Uh, he was also in Boys from Brazil. Did you ever Don't see know. that film? No. Yeah, it's quite a serious film, not a not a comedy. Oh, The Invisible Man. There was a there's a few films he did. Um, Short Circuit. Oh yeah, yeah, was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which Great. I think I think Harris was actually in that film too. So yeah. we teamed up with him again. That was a fun movie when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I like that movie. I wonder if that's sort of problematic now because that actor's doing like an Indian accent throughout the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that probably wouldn't pass the uh, politically like, correct test, would it? Yeah. I don't think. Like, we can talk about the problematic nature of this movie, but also it's so exaggerated. Mm. Everything in this movie is exaggerated, like all the situations. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just an asshole to each other as well. Like, mm. there's just no human decency in this movie. Yeah. It's very. Well, as you said, uh, uh, Mahoney's character. At the start, when he hits on Kim Cattrall, is very very cringy when he walks <laughs> up to her and asks for a bus size and a, and a phone number. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you're watching that going, oh man, that, that's that's really creepy, dude. Uh, oh, even worse is when he's just standing at the window watching all the girls shower uh, with a beer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Like, there's lots of creepy stuff going like that yeah. he was doing in this. I, I actually thought it was the other guy who did it, not him. I thought it was like that that Martin guy that was the, Oh, that's right. There's the Lothario guy, the 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 Spanish guy the, who's the not quote Spanish. Quote unquote it's a Spanish guy. <laughs> that's a problematic. He's doing a Spanish accent, but their characters are also faking it. But uh yeah, that's quite funny though, yeah. isn't it? We never see him ever again. He never comes back to Yeah, it. yeah, they yeah, they never bring him like he's mm. probably the one that they don't bring back in the other yeah, he's probably the uh, him at Barbara never comes back, uh, the fat guy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So they never bring him back. Uh, yeah, it's probably just those two. I think you could say. Well, they probably did need to probably make the cast a little smaller, and then they bring don't they bring in that guy that follows normally the head antagonist Proctor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, understudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a great character. I like Proctor. Um, he comes <laughs> yeah. into it later. Yeah. Um. Because I think I was watching it going, doesn't he have like a guy that normally is following him around? Yeah. Like, that's it, kind of his Smithers. Well, it's funny. He doesn't come into it till the next one, but he's Mauser's Smithers. Yeah. And then in the fourth one, when Harris comes back, he, he just yeah graduates to uh, Harris and becomes Harris's Smithers. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that an official thing? <laughs> I think that explains his character a lot. Yeah. But, uh, but compared to the other films, I, I would probably say this isn't my favorite out of all of them. Um, I would, I, I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I, I just find it a little less sincere than the other films. If is I it could say that? Is it because of that over exaggerated nature I, of it? Like the way that that riot starts, it starts from someone throwing an apple. Oh, actually, I kind of love that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really love that. Um, and his I'll reaction, bet. it was right downtown. Oh, how'd it happen? Oh no, who who knows how these things start? You know. Yeah. Um, but there's also like the, you know, the nagging housewife at the start. Um, yeah. And she's with the like, curls. and she's got the curlers in her hair, and she's wearing, you know, and then she's jumping the fence, and then she's jumping on top of the car, and yeah, quite a good little <laughs> sequence that I I have to say the jumping over all the. All of the properties through the fences, and then swimming through the pool. And swimming through the pool, yeah. No, I actually kind of like that. And the hop, the hubcap coming off actually wasn't planned as well. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think they reuse the, ex- the exact same uh, tr- uh, joke in a third film. So, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say this is my favorite one. I um, and I'll probably put it in the lower end, to be honest. You know, I, I mean, it is a good film. Um. I mean, probably the two. I oh know. I think two and three are just my favourite. I think I've, I've watched them so many times; they're just ingrained into my head. The fourth, the fourth one, I can't remember. I do remember liking that one, but I do remember the fifth and sixth and seventh. Just they kind of fly off in the end. Pretty much once Steve Gutenberg left, it lost its charm, and they had that generic Eric Lassard's uh, nephew come into it. But it it is interesting to see a franchise series to start as a sorority film and then sort of. With each film, it changed into something else and became something completely different in the end. Sort of became about the stunts. It became didn't the it? big stunt show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they do with the third one, where they sort of get the jet ski race, and then each is that one. The one in Miami, because I think that's the one. That no, I, which is the one in Miami? Because I think that's the one that I've seen the most. The jet ski race isn't in Miami, though. I thought it was. No, that's All the right. third one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But as as it starts off as one thing, one type of genre, and it. And it, it, it progresses and becomes its own thing and, and makes its own sort of genre. Um, so that's something interesting I, I find with it, that it, it become it evolved basically to become the stunt show. And the stunts in the last ones get pretty pretty amazing. I think the fifth one, they might have done like a biplane sort of 
chase or something like that, or was that the fourth one? Maybe I know there was some there were there were some really cool stunts they did. Like look, they were. Looked really and this dangerous. was and this was before CGI. This was before CGI, so those people so are it's doing all those pra- stunts. all practical stunts. Mm. So they've got the you know they're actually driving on two wheels. Mm. <laughs> well, I think it's a. Uh, I was actually spoiled. You remember Alex the uh, the stunt show at Warner Brothers Movie World, a Gold Coast. Yeah, I do remember that very well. I think I <laughs> saw it almost every time I went. Every there. time I went there, the we saw show. it. It was the same show. It was it was so same heavily scripted. The same names. Yeah, they had that the plant in the in the audience. That that guy from Tasmania had the floral shirt. Yeah, Rodney. Yeah, <laughs> you remember his name? Yeah, <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> like and, an orange Hawaiian shirt or something. Yeah, from Tasmania. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they spoiled it because they showed because one time when I saw it, they had the seats like with the stage. Or the, the the stunt area in front of the audience, but there were seats like to the left of the stage. So, and uh, one time when I went, it was packed, so we had to sit on those spare ones they had, and you could see all the stunts. It was like behind the curtain almost. Oh wow! And the car they had on two wheels that I thought looked amazing. It's like a little, it dolly. A dolly, wheel yeah, like, like oh, a little dolly wheel on it. Yeah, there's like a little dolly wheel on the back. Ruined. <laughs> it was good at the time when it, when it was on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely diff- different when we when we went. Well, yeah, what did they have? Oh, I had, had some generic sort of car stunt show when we went there, mm. didn't they? Yeah. That yeah. One, yeah, that was just the high, it was like a high-speed chase, I guess. It was just sort of they've reinvented that show to keep it with cars and stunt-related for me. Yeah, you, but you think they'd use some sort of IP though, wouldn't you? Like Fast and Furious or something like that. I don't, I don't know if they yeah, own that IP. But something like that, not just, you know, it has to be every, – every ride has to be the something – of you know mm. the the gremlins or you know any I mean Warner Brothers got a lot of IP after watching Space Jam I realized you know they could have done the Druids bloody um, <laughs> car chase or something for you know um, so yeah uh, all right well Alex was there anything else you wanted to add we're going to go yeah. into question time oh, I think when you watch the the ones after you see that some of the similar jokes are reused or rehashed. Yeah, or well, the the fact the Fackler ones, the yeah, the the riding on the hood of the car, uh, the Kim Cattrall one. Yeah. It's the shot for shot. Actually, they pretty much redo that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was the rich guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 He sees the Fackler's wife. Uh, no, Fackler on the bonnet of his wife driving the cop car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As I said, there was a couple sort of jokes. It's the Blue Oyster Bar and that mm. car one. Mm. I guess Sweet Chuck replaces Barbara. Yeah, which is probably I, I like Sweet Chuck. Love yeah, Sweet Chuck. This oh, we forgot good. about Bobcat Zed. Oh, the rapport that those two have are just amazing. Mm. He starts yeah, out so as I a bad guy, and he started as bad some guy. stuff, but it, I guess it works because it's sort of not the exact same. Hmm. Yeah. We're at question time. So, hope you guys are ready. I'll be reading up the questions on this one, Eddie. All right. Alex, this is to you first. Which character was your favorite? I'd have to go with Jonesy. 
Jonesy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much not idolise him, but yeah, he's, you know, very influential. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Eddie, you? Oh, I love the gun-toting nut Tackleberry. <laughs> Tackleberry. He <laughs> gets the cat out of the tree by shooting it. <laughs> I think that slightly traumatised me as a kid. <laughs> but you did. Yeah. And um, what about you, Joe? Me, uh, I went with Mahoney. I do like Mahoney. Okay. Yeah. Happy to go lucky, Mahoney. Uh, next question, I'll go to Eddie this time. Eddie, favourite scene? It has to be the blue oyster dance. Dundalan, dundalan. Um, But I, I especially love when they cut back to it and what's his name is asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. They could have left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they weren't prisoners in there. No. <laughs> yeah. I think they enjoyed it a little bit too. Yeah, and they went yeah. back there. <laughs> yeah, by accident. <laughs> by accident. Sure. Yeah. I find it funny when Harris goes, ah, oh, so how was the party? And they both <laughs> pause very awkwardly, look at each other. Was, oh, lot, lots of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Harris is just like, obviously he wanted the dirt or, you know, wanted some fuel to yeah. put in for his fire against Mahoney or, you know, it was Mahoney doing drugs or something, you know, it was just like that. Just no. lots of dancing. But again, the Academy doesn't really get a say in what they do in their free time. Now, like, actually, that was something I forgot to bring up. Mahoney couldn't leave the Academy. <laughs> that was one thing that I was I was thinking about. How did that work? Because I remember in the, originally that he couldn't leave for some reason. And watching it again, it, it just seems like a big plot hole. Like, oh, now you're stuck here. And now, now you can leave. I oh, know you can't leave. And then he leaves. You know, it was kind of one second he can't leave. Then he wants to get thrown out. Then he does get thrown out or he, he can't get thrown out. So it's mm-hmm. never quite clear on how he's stuck there. And, yeah. 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 That's what I said. The, the plot is paper thin. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but also, why would you... Have like how is it you either join the police academy or, or go, go to, to jail? jail. <laughs> like how does that make sense? It's yeah. a complete juxtaposition. Well, we're, we're going to throw you to jail, but if you be a policeman, you don't go to jail. Yes. <laughs> so the whole police force is uh, people who should have gone to jail. <laughs> yeah. Composed of people who should have gone to jail. Yeah. No, not going to lie. Not going to work. Uh, Alex, uh, your favourite scene? Mm. It was a hard one. Yeah. There was a, and there was a few of them. But I, I guess it's probably not as funny as the rest, but I just felt it was um it was funny when I when I watched it. It was when um Mahoney's in Harris's office and then he warns him about, you know, no one no one's ever screwed with me and then and then Mahoney sort of fires back at him saying, oh, I guess you know, one day that'll change and then and then Harris just cracks it and then he fires his gun through the floor. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was like one of my favourite and then Lassard's like, huh? <laughs> Is it, I know it's a short one. But, yeah, no, that's all yeah. right. Whatever you find, uh, a lot of lot of uh, weapons being discharged improperly. At this yes, place yes, yes. After yes. Add. <laughs> Definitely. Even uh, even uh, Tuckerbury. When do we get the guns? <laughs> when do we get the freaking guns? No, we don't get any guns. Do you tell us your name? <laughs> I had it up to here with your regulations. But in, in regards to that scene, I, I just like I enjoy. Mahoney and Harris's tension, I guess. 
Yeah, they're, they're two and four over 20 each other. pushing his buttons and Harris is just like, you know, you could, it's almost like he just wants to wring his neck or, mm. or just, you know, do something real punishing to him. Yeah. Which which he does, sort of. You know, they just go back and forth. All right. Uh, now, next question. Uh, we'll go back to you, Alex. Uh, favorite line or favorite quote? Favorite line. Mm. Oh, again, there's another hard one. <laughs> you can name a few if you know, want. Maybe it's not a line, but I like that scene when, I guess, yeah, there is a couple. So it's when Harris gets his head stuck in that horse's ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back and his hair's all sleek. And then I just love when he goes up to um, Mahoney and he's like, you didn't tell him. He's like, I'm a soul. And then everyone's, you know, trying not to laugh. And then Jonesy just lets out, like, Jonesy's face is like, Trying to hold it, and he just lets out that horse neigh. Like I know it's not really a line, but Jonesy's line, I guess it is, and it's just so funny. I guess, yeah, probably for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Eddie, favorite... said, it's not really much of a line. But... No, yeah, that's uh, whatever you find. Uh... Hilarious. Yeah, that's uh, and that's the right answer. Uh, Eddie, your favorite quote. Uh, mine has to be at the end. Of the movie when he's when Mahoney goes up to do his speech and he starts he it goes something like this: "Thank you, Com- Commander Lassard, Chief Hurst, Madam Mayor, Mister President, His Holiness the Pope, the King of Norway, and other honoured guests." <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was um, where Barbara. Uh, meets up with the bullies who uh, were picking him at the start of the film. And, uh, yeah, they see, he sees them, like, taking all this furniture and stuff out of the house during the ride, and then they, they all swarm around him. He ends up beating the crap out of him, and he's like, now get that furniture back in there and get the hell out of here. And he's like, but, but it's our furniture. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like that one. That's sort of the first thing to come to mind. And uh, I did mention that I did actually write down uh, Mahoney. Remember, nobody screws with me. Well, maybe you'll meet the right girl and that'll all change. That's uh, yeah. that a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. Over to you, Eddie. Uh, who gets the wooden spoon? Oh, it's got to be the racist cadet guy. Oh, that's what I wrote too. <laughs> he gets absolutely... Shattled Both of them, bl- uh, Blanks and Copeland? No, I think he gets it worse. Which one? The the racist guy. Well, the both, oh, the one actually says the racial slurs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, his car gets destroyed. Mm. I don't, I think they both get kicked out because the guys steal their guns. The yeah. riders steal their guns. I, they do come back, those characters, so I don't know if they got kicked out. Okay. Yeah, they do come back, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he gets flipped mm. up in the car. Uh, I like. Well. I do actually. I'll give give one credit. His reaction when he sees his car damaged and he just sits there. And <laughs> pointing at it. Yeah, just not saying. Just because you don't realize it. You don't realize it's his car. No, do you, you don't until you see it. And you're like, oh, okay, that was the car that uh, Hotel ripped the front seat out of and sat in the back. <laughs> The little shitty Honda Civics. Oh, God, those cars. And it had a Confederate flag on it. And it had a Confederate flag on it. Now, actually, something I want to mention about the Confederate flag. Um, 
I was watching an interview with uh, one of the actors from Dukes of Hazard, and uh, you, I remember the car from Dukes of Hazard. What's it called? Black Betty or something? Jumping Betty? I don't Bouncing know. Bouncing Betty? I, I, I can't remember the car. You. Well, the car had the Confederate flag on the on the. I knew it had had the Confederate yeah. flag. On so the, the actor was asked, you know, what's to go with the Confederate flag on on the car? Like you just could not do that now. And his reaction, what his answer was, was, that it was back in the day in the seventies. So we're talking forty plus years ago. That flag was sort of seen more as rebellious than a stamp of racism. Yeah, it's pretty much the, what the equivalent of this as a SWAT sticker now. Yeah, it's basically a SWAT sticker now. If you got that, you might, you might as well just have a SWAT sticker. It's just, it's the same thing, you know, which for right or wrong is how people sort of use it anyway, I guess. But uh, it's um, it's uh, just uh, that uh, times have changed that, you know, you could have that on your flag and no one would, I don't know, people would say anything, but that's just like an absolute no-no now. So, yeah, no more Confederate flags. And it's not a, the actual Confederate flag too. <laughs> That's something I found out recently. It's not the flag of the Confederate States of America. It was the flag of a, a battle flag of Virginia or something like that. The actual Confederate flag looked different than that. Okay. Yeah. Tidbits for you there. All right, Alex, uh, over to you. Who gets the wooden spoon? So I was weighing up between um, yeah, Copeland and Kim Cattrall's character, but I think I went with Kim Cattrall because I don't really remember her character name in the movie that well. Mm, yeah. I felt she was underused, like, for whatever reason. And then like, she's a bit useless other than sort of being eye candy for the movie or for Mahoney. But, yeah. I mean, she could have been, should have been used more. But, yeah, I just felt like she was a bit, yeah, useless. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, at least when I, when I compared her to Copeland, I mean, yeah. yeah he, he's mm. annoying to an extent. Yeah. At least he's but you yeah, everyone, like, people... Your Mahoney goes, yeah, you know, goes after him, or you know, people have a response for him, and he's a bit more relevant to the movie and story. Yeah, but he's actually doing his job. Like that's his <laughs> job is to weasel out uh, the undesirable, mm, yeah, uh, cadets. Yeah. So he's actually he's doing his job. Mm. Uh, like you, yeah. Mahoney's probably really is the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say he kind of is in some ways, yeah. At the start, where he uh, has an argument with that guy, and he's when he says about moving his car, he's like, "Well, the guy's got a bad attitude." It's like, "Well, you just like you just like yelled at the guy's face," you know. I mean, your attitude wasn't that much better, you know. Yeah. All right. Next question over to. Oh, we'll go back to Alex. Uh, who gets the Oscar? I think it's pretty easy for, to say Mahoney in my eyes. Yeah? Yeah. I guess maybe at the start he, he's a bit of a brat, but towards sort of that three-quarters rest of the movie, I reckon he sort of wins mm. wins it all and becomes a bit more responsible, the winner of it all. Yeah. <laughs> Character's journey. Saves, <laughs> sa- saves the day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, he, he got his he got his ass handed. He got captured. Himself, but yeah, yeah. No, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, think, I thought for me that was a no no brainer pick him. Mm, yeah. Eddie, uh, yeah, Eddie. Uh, who gets the Oscar? I think I have to go for Michael Winslow as Jonesy <laughs> because he's just one of a kind. Like no mm. one does what he does as yeah. well as he does it. You know, it's funny. Uh, he actually did all the voices for the announcements in the film too. <laughs> like that was him doing the announcements. And when the one of the characters asked, "Hey, Jonesy, was that you?" And he's like, "No, man, it wasn't." 
was a bit of an inside joke in the film because he actually did all the announcements. Yeah. And if you listen to it again, you realise, oh, they actually are his voice doing the announcements in the background. So, yeah. Uh, I gave the Oscar to Lieutenant Harris. All right. I like Harris. I think he's really the glue of the film. And without him, I feel like the other characters could maybe take be taken out. But Harris is, I don't know, I, I feel like he's, uh, and his performance, I, I think, is pretty solid. Sort of that straight man. The straight, yeah, the straight angry man, I guess, you know, that's what it is. Uh, so Harris is the... Captain Harris. He Captain, was a... Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, look, he's doing his job and you need that anta- antagonist character. Hmm. The movie doesn't work without him. Exactly. And if he doesn't, pu- he doesn't put in the performance, it falls flat, I feel. Yeah. You could almost put a generic guy, Steve Guttenberg, like looking at all the actors that could have played him, people from like Tom Hanks and, and stuff like that. They all could have done a good job and it would have been the same. But I feel like if he didn't get that guy right, I felt the film would have like completely fallen flat. Yeah. Is my Because you had to... You had to dislike him. Yeah, yeah, you had to. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, now, finally, uh, what do you rate this episode out of 10 using something from the movie? And we'll go back to Eddie. I would give this 4 out of 10 destroyed cop cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the cop cars? Dest- oh, the rolled over cop cars? Turned over <laughs> There cop were cars? lots of destroyed cop cars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, what do you rate out of 10 using something from the movie? I'd have to give it at least six and a half out of 10 head jobs. <laughs> head jobs and. Po- <laughs> head jobs from a podium. Just normal head jobs. All right, okay. All right. Not head jobs yeah. under a, from head, a podium. Maybe head jobs under a podium, you mean. Look, that'll do. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I will give it five. Uh, Apples thrown to start a riot. Is that fresh <laughs> apples or rotten apples? They were fresh apples. They were fresh apples used to start a riot. How do you start a riot? Oh, who knows apples? how these things start, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add, Alex? And uh, any final thoughts? I mean, it would be it would be interesting if they did do a reboot or a remake. It'd just be interesting to see how they would take that sort of type of genre and just sort of re- rehash or reinvent it in a way that could work. Yeah, I should be all for it, to be honest. I wouldn't mind if they did, did it. I'd be interested to see what they could do, you know. Mm. But It you could know. end up with a Ghostbusters situation. Mm, God. Is the so, new one bad as well or what? I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, 2016. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're, you we, know, we don't talk about that it one. It destroyed my entire childhood. No, no, no. We don't, we don't, we don't talk about that anymore. See, I, I think I, I can't lose too much because, as I said, these films aren't great, you know, iconic sort of films. So I feel like if they fuck it up, it wouldn't be that bad, you know. Like I hadn't seen the coming to America, but from what I heard, that was pretty bad. And to, to you know, destroy the the original film like that, you know, I mean, not not destroy, but you know, to sort of go back on it, and, and it doesn't help. And sometimes it can make thing can make things worse. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex? I, I think... Oh, sorry, go. No. No, go ahead. I think if you... Well, I think everyone's too old, but if they did a, a reboot, but sequel style, so you know when they've been doing that with movies? A C-boot? Like Blade. Yeah, is that what it's called? A C-boot, yeah. A sequel reboot. Runner, you know, it's sort of 
obviously it's a lot of years have passed and it's technically a sequel, but sort of. Oh no, Blade, Blade Runner was a sequel. Like when it wasn't didn't really reboot it. It sort of kept everything from what uh, the original film did. I feel, um, but it's like a, on a, I think the original sequel or sequel reboot was the Planet of the Apes film. Yeah. I think it was sort of that first. Well, the the idea of a reboot actually that's what it was of rebooting a film. Was that when that term was sort of first thrown around? I mean, I'd obviously been done before, but yeah, to reboot it, uh, and it failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, we could reboot Spider Man three times in a decade or so. <laughs> yeah. You can get away with that because of the multiverse. But that that's due to licensing because Sony would lose the license of Spider Man five years after the film last film being released. So that's why they keep making them. Uh. Yeah, that's why they made it so soon because they're like, oh, we lose a license, it reverts back to Marvel. Let's reboot it, you know, bang. But as I said, they get away with that because of the multiverse. Yeah. See, it's it's funny how like they can do that with those films, but like a film like Star Wars, the idea of recasting an actor just seems like heresy, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. I mean, they've recast Spider-Man like three times in the past 10 years. But you know, if they have to recast uh, Carrie Fisher, like they have to de-age the, car- the the actors now, like they can't just recast them. It's it's kind of weird, that isn't it? Like um, with other, I won't mention other things, but you know, it, it seems to be de-aging is the way to go. I mean, you know, some of the actors are like in the seventies and stuff. Like you, at some point, you're gonna have to recast them. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, there's only so you can't de-age someone who's dead. Yeah, true. You know, or well, actually you. They well, did. didn't they try to do it? They brought well, actually, back they someone did. who was dead. <laughs> actually, well, you can't keep doing it. It's just, yeah, eventually you're going to have to recast, I think. But, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I uh, think we've reached the end of our show. You got anything else to add, Eddie? I don't. Nope. No, all right. Well, we'll sort of start to wrap it up. We are Nerd Subculture. And, Alex, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, where can we find you? What do you want to get a plug to? I've got an Instagram account. That's yeah. about it. Alex? Well, just type in Alex on Instagram and you'll find him straight away. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So we are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And this is our first movie podcast. Well, we did Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, but this is our proper movie podcast. Uh, where can you find us, Eddie? You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com and if you like what you hear please share subscribe and what back with Buffy next week I'm not too sure but you'll find yeah, out we'll, we'll have a Buffy episode next week oh Buffy back to Buffy take care bye 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 uh.